Would anything cause you to disrobe? Do you see any benefit to the lay life? Hmm. They're, they're kind of two different questions. Would anything cause me to disrobe? I have seen circumstances where people were forced to disrobe. People who had no interest in, in the lay life were forced to disrobe, generally dealing with their parents. Um, there's one really impressive man in Thailand who was a monk for 17 years and a very strong meditator and uh, by all appearances seems to be perhaps an, uh, one of the four enlightened types of, of beings you know, probably not an arahat because they say that requires ordination but um, certainly a very strong meditator and a very wise individual and he collects garbage and sells sells garbage in Thailand, sells recycled recyclables, which is actually a fairly lucrative trade. But he just gets on his motorcycle on his uh, motorcycle with a sidecar, you know, or a trailer or something, and uh, and he rides around looking for uh, for garbage to to pick up and to sell or to you know, to trade or whatever. Um, but he had to disrobe because of his mother. I can't remember the exact story, but his mother was sick and couldn't take care of herself, and he was her only son, and so he felt he had to disrobe. And he lives his life celibate and alone and a very simple life. He, he cooks food for his mother and then goes off to work and comes back in the evening, and then they say he eats cold rice. Uh, and so you know, it's quite it lives quite a noble life. So what I mean to say is that even in his case, where he was obviously someone who was quite advanced, he still felt the need to disrobe. So I can't say um, that nothing would cause me to disrobe. But I think they're two pertinent questions because it points to the fact that you would have to see something, some benefit in the lay life to disrobe. People tend to make a mistake about disrobing that it's giving up something, um, that you're, you're, you're giving up the path. Um, I suppose it's not a mistake, but, but it's, it's really only one way of looking at the, the issue. Because disrobing doesn't just mean taking off the robes. I mean, if it just means taking off the robes, you become a naked ascetic or something, right? or, or become an animal again. But it means taking on the ro off the robes, and generally means putting on another set of of of, uh, of culturally and role specific clothing um, because when you put on pants it really does have quite a meaning you know, to it pants are not the default and a t-shirt or, or whatever it is that you end up wearing are not the default in fact you might think that robes are much more a default um, clothing and that's why the Buddha chose them so, um, to become a lay person again, you would have to have, I, I would think you would have to see some benefit in the lay life. You would have to think that some other was a benefit to, to lay life. Do I see any benefit in the lay life? Besides the benefit that I just mentioned, taking care of your parents, um, wh which I'm still skeptical of because in many cases you can as a monk take care of your parents. You can't do everything for them, but for myself I wouldn't probably have such a concern. 
I can't say that. You never know what the future is going to bring. But um, there are always ways to, even as a monk, to, to support your parents. You know, I mean, for example, given that I have um, a number of students who, who r appreciate what I do and um, wish for me to continue doing what I do, um, I can explain to them, you know, if if there is a desire for me to ma to remain a monk, then maybe I can have some people help me to help my parents. This is an example. So in my case, it's not that um, pressing of a concern or not that, that big of a worry. Now, I might someday want to go back to Canada to be closer to them. Uh, I'm always thinking of that, but... Uh, that's, I think, another story. Obviously, it wouldn't be to disrobe, and, and I don't have any thought in that direction. Um, but seeing a benefit, right, besides taking care of your parents, seeing a benefit in the lay life, um, no. No, I don't see any benefit in the lay life. Um, it, it really speaks to, of where your mind is. You know, the, the, the point is that, personally, I don't see a great benefit in, for example, um, supporting or, or contributing to society. Because I think maybe this is something that keeps people as lay people or makes them disrobe because they want to go and do good things in the world and they feel like as a monk or a nun that they're not able to do that. Which I think is really, um, or, or, or I, I, I don't see things in that way, so as a result I probably wouldn't um, follow such a thought. Um, b because from my point of view, the, the best, the thing that helps people the most is meditation and the practice of the Buddha's teaching. I mean, even today, just the wonderful things that went on in this ceremony, it, it, again and again, it's, it's such a wonderful thing to give and to be a part of giving. And even not to give, but to rejoice in the giving of others, to, to watch other people give and, and be generous and be kind and be helpful. It's just a wonderful thing, and it's a wonderful thing that that becomes so very powerful in a Buddhist uh, context because it's our spiritual practice. So of course, it would be the same in a, I suppose in a Christian context um, or, or a Jewish context, you know, whatever context, Muslim context, a Hindu context. This giving, um, well, you know, of course, given our our belief or our view, our opinion that the Buddha's uh, teaching as much is is the pure the purest. No? Of course, be, because it's very much the core of the Buddha's teaching is to do good deeds and to avoid bad deeds. There's no um, no uh, overhead. There's there's no ex extraneous. No, um, yeah, no extraneous views or opinions or, or or beliefs or practices. The practice is really to make yourself a better person, to to make your mind more pure. And and by by giving gifts and by keeping morality and so this is really our spiritual practice. Um, and and you know this, this is the wonderful thing is that this is people getting together to do this in a spiritual sense. And you can only really get that in in a um, a community like this, or or it becomes much more powerful in a community like this in in a monastic community. And and th there's no question in my mind that. Um, the benefit of being a monk is the greater benefit to oneself and to others, to the whole world 
uh, even just as an example, even just as someone. It's a very powerful thing to be an example, to to see someone uh, doing good things, to see someone meditating. You know, when we're sitting around and suddenly we see one of one of us is meditating, we all remember, oh yes, and brings us back to our meditation. But it it can really change your life, and it of course has changed many people's lives just to see other people ordained. Uh, you know, when we go on alms round or when people come to the monastery and see us, they're so happy, and it really um, changes people. Um, so. I don't see benefit because I'm not really concerned about society or the direction that it's taking or, or, or the benefits towards society. I'm concerned, I suppose, um, or concerned, I'm, I'm interested or, um, I don't know how to put it correctly, uh, I, I enjoy, I suppose, and appreciate and do as a matter of course try to help people, help humanity. Um, but I don't think that has anything to do with the lay life. I don't think the lay life is anything that benefits people because, of course, when you put on the pants, when you put on the shirt, when you go to get a job, you're um, taking part in many of the things that we see as being the problem, the consumerism and materialism, and, you know, just so much uselessness that goes on out there. Even, even just our interaction with people who come here, um, the comparison, you know, what they get from us and what we pick up from them is is really two different, two totally different things. So what we get from them is their greed and their um, stress and their frustrations and, 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 and sadness and suffering that they have in their lives and, and living in the world. Um, you know, and when you compare it with the peace and the happiness and, and the simplicity of the life that we lead, it's, it's really not difficult to make a choice. I would say the biggest reason, the only really powerful reason that leads people to disrobe is, is sensuality or, or sexuality, to put it bluntly. I suppose you could expand that to sensuality. Some people are just attached to to their to food, for example, and and you know, it's funny how silly people can be is you know wanting this food or wanting that food and knowing that as a monk it's not convenient to get it, um, you know entertainment and so on. Um, but at the core, I would say sexuality, and it's something that leads people to not be able to ordain. Now I've you know been down there that road and and uh, I'm happy to discuss that. Um, the, the question of sexuality, it's really a, uh, it's one of the more wonderful benefits of, of uh, being a Buddhist monk is to look objectively at the sexual desire, at, at the, the sexual impulse, and to come to break it up, as I've said in other videos, and, and to see the, the pieces of it, to see the pleasure and to, to, to finally, because even as lay people we repress and we um, feel guilty about our sexual desires, right? It's something that you have to do in private and something that you have to hide. Um, but we, uh, 
we we still, even though we might say, you know, a Buddhist monk is someone who's repressing these desires, it's actually the opposite. You, you finally have a forum in which you can uh, approach these these um, issues. You know, you can sit in your kuti and you can, you know, not feel not have to feel guilty. You say, you know, well, I know I'm not going to follow it. I'm just sitting here and I have this desire and so on. And so actually it winds up being the opposite. Um, but, you know, finally you have a chance to say, yes, I have this this sexual desire, I have this pleasure arising in the body, all these chemical reactions and so on. Anyway, that's not really what the question was about, but, um, you know, for myself, I I, I think I've um, I've been lucky to have good teachers and... I'm able to um, to look you know honestly honestly at the issues that are inside myself so you know the, these issues that where you might say I know it's wrong but I have to disrobe you know I, it it seems to me that when you look when you really look at them and when you are honest about them that they cease to become a problem and they simply become another object of meditation. So, um, I, good question, and these questions are always interesting, I think, for people, because there's a lot of people out there looking to ordain, or, or no, sorry, considering ordination. So, um, you know, interesting to just to talk about. And these are also the videos that become very contentious, because half the people say, wonderful, wonderful, I agree completely, and the other half the people who say, how can you denounce society and lay life? And the Buddha said that lay people could become enlightened as well, and so on and so on. So there's nothing wrong with being a lay person, and you can practice meditation, but there's no question that from a Buddhist point of view, the monastic life or the simple meditative life um, is, is to be... Uh, or you know you could say really could say the monastic life is of greater benefit, so you're giving up something that is of lesser benefit or is of lesser use or or is less conducive for the practice of meditation because of course the monastic community has its benefits as well, even though lay people can live meditative simple simple lives, it's very easy for them to get off track and to get lost because of the um, lack of discipline and uh, community which is uh, gained from being a Buddhist monastic. So those are my thoughts, just some thoughts.